Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Dirt and Spray. Uh, Dirt got fired. Um... (laughs) He's looking for a job. Don't hire him. He's just to stay away from the guy. It's uh, Sports Radio, 1080 The Fan, not with dirt. Sorry, dude. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brandon Sprague. What is a Sprague? We should just call him Craig. Yeah, that's your new name, Craig. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I'm here to support a friend and a word calling. You don't know what love is. Love you very much, Francine. The Fan. Let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HG2, the Odyssey app. Up your Tuesday mornings are going great. We didn't even talk about the biggest thing from the Blazers from the weekend. What was the biggest thing from the Blazers from the weekend? I don't want to derail the whole segment, but you just heard a snippet from it there in the open. Did you forget? Oh, Will Farrell was in town. Will Farrell was sitting courtside. Yeah. That was the only good thing about Toronto game. Why was he here? <laughs> Do we know? I I think a lot of celebrities actually sneak into Portland for oh, either okay. filming purposes or a little coffee. It's a it's an <laughs> underrated food. It's an underrated small city, big city. Like a lot of people, I'm always surprised when I hear somebody drop. Oh yeah, and I was in Portland. <laughs> Like, remember Nick Cage lived here for like three months? Well, he, he was lived in Southeast yeah. Portland. He was filming a movie, Pig, up for Oscar I, nominations. I know. They film stuff here. <laughs> they have meetings here. Portland, underrated, man. A lot of celebrity uh, culture here. Nick Cage has made a good comeback. You know who else has made a good comeback? I'm not in on the movie scene. I don't follow it very closely. Uh, Brendan Fraser's a big deal again. I still haven't seen his whale movie where he plays a 600-pound guy. Yeah, it's about a weight loss journey or something, right? In that, I don't, I don't know what it's about. Okay. I just know he's supposed to be fantastic in it. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. And we've been saying his last name wrong, too. What's his la- How do you say it? So he did an interview with Adam Sandler um, on the Hollywood Reporters, and they just actors who interview each other. And it's it's Fraser. Fraser. It's exactly how it's spelled, but we've yeah, been saying no it. Yeah, there's no I in there. Yeah, we've been ah, doing it the Kramer. Fraser. Or Fraser. Yeah. What is his name? What was the TV character's name? Fraser. Yeah. Fraser Crane. Yes, Fraser Crane. We've been saying it like that, but it's Fraser. But he just stopped. He just didn't want to correct everybody. Interesting. Somebody said Will Ferrell has a place in Bend. He loves Portland. See, that, there, there you go. You always heard celebrities have houses here too. Somebody told me years ago Danny Glover lived in Oregon City. Shout out to Danny Glover. I was like, what from Lethal Weapon? <laughs> 
That's random. <laughs> Danny Glover egging out, huh? Um, all right, we got a lot to get to in the final hour. Coming up in 10 minutes, we will do the uh, mail sacks. So get your questions in, 503-250-1080, sports, non-sports. We'll see if we have any time for Kellen Moore today. I do have to get to heroes and villains. I want to start, though, with some uh, some college football stuff because it's always fun, man. I can't wait for next year. I'm already excited. I'm counting down the days. It's going to be an awesome season, especially here in the state of Oregon and in the Northwest. Two things to get to. One is, uh, and you saw this earlier, according to 24-7 Sports, there are nine sleeper teams that have a chance to make the college football playoff in 2023. Okay. Nine teams. Now it feels good to, to be included on some of these lists. And then there's a team in here that I'm wondering, do you want to be included in the same list as them? Because we're already doing it again. The nine sleeper teams, according to 24 seven sports that they believe, believe have a chance to make the college football playoff. Notre Dame, I don't know if Notre Dame's ever a sleeper. Oklahoma. I mean, they got a good quarterback, man. Like, the, the kid from Wake is pretty good. They've been there multiple times. Like, that's not out of nowhere if Notre Dame runs. It's Notre oh, Dame. Oh, in I, that way you mean that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of with you there. Uh, Oklahoma, I guess from where they were last year, that would make sense. Yeah, but I'm kind of, it's Notre Dame-ish to me. It's like, if they're good, I'm not going to be like, sure. oh my God, Oklahoma's good again. That's fair. Penn State, never been. So, I guess that would make that would make sense. Always a bridesmaid, man. They have been. Uh, Florida State. I'm, I'm all in on Florida State next year. I, I don't Florida think that's State's a sleeper pick. Yeah, I mean, they might be a top five team preseason yeah. rankings because they have a guy who might win the Heisman Trophy, a Travis quarterback. Rogers, yeah. uh, uh, the, Texas is on here. Uh, I categorize as a sleeper? No, because yours is coming back, and I think the expectation in Austin, I, I mean, I imagine it would be sniff or get to the playoffs, right? At I, some point. Those should be the expectations. It's Texas. Yeah. Uh, here's where things get complicated. We're doing it again. Texas A&M is on this no, list. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're already doing it again. So that's six teams. There's three teams left on, uh, left on the list. The three teams that are left on the list are all in the Northwest. Hmm. Oregon, Oregon State, and the Washington Huskies. Hmm. See, now here's the interesting thing. I don't know if I would classify for next year. I guess I guess we all just have different definitions of sleeper, right? Washington's going to go into the season pre like ranked in the top ten. They, or or they, close to it, yeah. They, right. I, they, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that Washington is a top 10 team in the preseason poll. And Oregon likely will be as well. Mm-hmm. If not, then to your point, maybe 11 or 12. Hovering, yeah, whatever. That You're there. Yep. You're in the mix. I, I, I more view the term sleeper as not that it has to be that level of extreme of where TCU was this year. Like nobody saw that coming. That what what huh? TCU? That's at it. Oregon State to me does fit that description. I was going to gonna say, extent. you know, like, I'm big on this Oregon yeah. State team right now with that move. But I would myself classify that. That as is a hundred percent valid. A uh, and I guess to that argument would be too because they're not going to be in the college football playoff next year, uh, and I I don't expect them to be better than eight and four. So I guess if you want to use that, you can. But I I don't look at Oregon and Washington and say like to me the term sleeper means I'm surprised that you made it. And if you tell me right now that Oregon or Washington made the playoff next year because of the quarterbacks that are returning. I mm-hmm. don't know if I'd be necessarily surprised by that. The schedule's going to be tough. I'm not going to pick either of them to go, but I'm not surprised if that happens. If Oregon State puts it all together yeah. and DJ comes in and it fits and he's you know revamped from where he was at Clemson, the defense picks up where they left off, they get through the Pac-12 schedule. Fun, like that, Yeah, that would surprise me. So this is just kind of differing over semantics, I guess. Yeah. But, like, here's why I think they're saying sleeper. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan. Oh, by the way, Ohio State. Those were your four teams this year. 
Don't you think all four of those, especially if Harbaugh <laughs> goes back to Ann Arbor? Right, they're not going anywhere. So, like, I think the sleeper element there is, is there a TCU, a team that, you know, it wasn't like TCU they thought they'd win five games, but them winning the Big 12 was a surprise, getting to the playoff is a surprise. You have to win your conference or be a one-loss team if you want to have a chance at it. I, I think, I, if we're nitpicking, I think 24-7 is just basically saying, these are teams that, if Ohio State, Michigan, Bama, and Georgia all somehow choke or stumble, don't all make it. These no. are teams to make it. It's we we already talked about this, right? It's it's why I'm actually excited for the Pac-12 and what is the potentially the last season of this rendition of the conference. I'm not placing playoff expectations within the conference. No. I am placing like I care who wins, especially if it's you have fandom involved. I care how close a team can be to sniffing playoff stuff. But I've been around this conference long enough to know this conference cannibalizes itself. It's a nine-game schedule. It's hard. You add the non-conference, and if you have any difficult or questionable game uh, in your non-conference, it's it's basically an impossibility. You can't lose. But I think they're just viewing it through that lens. Like, if those four do not be as good as we think, and that's laughable because I don't think the Big Ten is very strong. So I think Ohio State and Michigan are going to be good, and I think it's going to be exactly what we saw last year. Penn State's good, and then they can't beat the good teams, but they beat all the bad teams. <laughs> they can't beat Michigan and Ohio State. That's the story of the Big Ten. If that all that stuff rings true, um, yeah, I, I understand why they put all of them, Washington, Oregon, and Oregon State, they're different levels of surprise and sleeper, but... I think it's kind of the same thing in that sense. Yeah, I think we're going to get a very similar year next year to what we got this year in the conference. Just teams will be slightly better. I I, I view it as it's going to be a bloodbath to get to the to the conference championship game, and there's six teams that have a chance to win any game on their schedule, and that's going to make it really tough to get through. You brought up the non-conference slate, though, and that playing a big part of college football playoff stuff. It does every single year. I saw this, too, and I want to get to it quickly. A ranking of the 10 best non-conference Pac-12 games and as I go through this, I'm reminded it's not a very good year for non-conference games in the Pac-12. So here's your top 10 according to this random list. Arizona plays at Mississippi State. Oklahoma State's at ASU. There's an early test for Kenny Dillingham. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what interested. Dillingham has. He's got Drew Pine there now. And Oklahoma, you said Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State, And yeah. Gundy and Oklahoma State, man, they've had a weird year now where that team fell well below expectation. They did. Fired their D.C., they're kind of revamping this thing, and nobody has any idea what's going on because Spencer Sanders said, I'm out. They were a play away from going to the college football playoff a year ago, yeah. and then their senior quarterback just decided to transcend. The they fell on their face last year. That they team did. was a disaster. Wisconsin at Washington State. Both, all three of those, by the way. I'm super excited about that one because I, I, I could be way wrong on the fickle thing. He appears to be leaning into the air raid. I'm throwing this thing. We're not doing Wisconsin stuff. We're going a different direction, and I'm curious to see what Cam Ward's going to be this year. All those, by the way, and this next one as well, all on September 9th. So September 9th, I guess, is a big weekend to circle. Uh, Nebraska at Colorado is number seven. Oh, man, how do you not get excited for that? Yeah, I mean, I get it with Dion. I get it with, you know, Nebraska. I, I'm a believer in Matt Rule. I think he's a really good college coach. I think Nebraska's probably a year or two away from being relevant. It's going to take a, a year to get there, and I'm not putting super high expectations on Colorado this year. So I think the nostalgia will be there and the drama of the head coaches. I don't think either of those teams are going to be elite teams. I, yeah, to me it's not about that, though. I think you're wrong. Just, I think there's going to be expectations on Dion. And oh, if there, he, well, there will be. Yeah. And if that goes the wrong way and Rule comes in and Nebraska pounds them, yeah, I, I think there's going to be some national narratives coming on on September 10th, the, the week, the day or September 11th. 
uh, the day or two after that game's played. Whoever wins that game will have a lot of expectations. Here's another tough one. Colorado was at TCU the week before. That is number six. Number five, Utah at Baylor, another September 9th game. That's a, that's a decent game. Baylor had a, had a down year last year, so we'll see what they are this year. Number four on this list is Washington at Michigan State, which is September 16th. We, again, we don't know what Michigan State's going to be. I imagine they'll be better than they were this past year, but that was kind of a dumpster fire year uh, in East Lansing. Number three on this list is Oregon at Texas Tech, also a September 9th game. Their reasoning is that Texas Tech will be just outside the top 25 likely in the preseason. And uh, Tyler Shuck, likely the starting quarterback for Texas Tech. I, I give you grief jokingly about non-conference stuff when you did the Oregon State schedule. That is a sneaky, underrated, potentially tough game for Oregon. Oh, it'll be a challenge. Yeah, it, it's a it's tough a, place to go in and yes. play. It's early in the season. That's a good test because Lubbock is a. It's supposed to be a great spot. I don't know if you're going to that game. I, I think that's like a sneaky good college football spot to go to. And they finished their season pretty well at Texas Tech. I think they like what they got going on right now. I think they beat Ole Miss in their bowl game, I if I'm not mistaken. It is, yeah, uh, yeah it's, a, it's the perfect kind of non-conference game. It's enough to challenge you. It's a game that you could and should win. Also, slight possibility of losing. Yeah, sure. But it's like that. that's what you want in a non-conference game. It's something that will test you, get you ready for the conference it's play. It's BYU-esque. Yes, it's not a guaranteed loss. And Oregon had a guaranteed loss on their schedule last year, and that wasn't very fun. Uh, the top two non-conference games, Florida at Utah is number two, uh, which I would put at number one. But number one on this list is USC at Notre Dame on October 14th. Yeah, I mean, so. I, that's kind of like the yearly tradition of do USC so and Notre Dame. You know, you, you know, Utah Baylor, it's good. We'll see. I don't know what Florida's going to be next year. So, Flo- you know, I think a lot of this depends on is Baylor going to be good? Is Michigan State going to be good? Is Florida going to be good? I would bet that Oklahoma Baylor's State better. are they going to be good? Yeah. You know, there's a lot like a lot Wisconsin. There's a question mark there. So a lot of it will depend on how the teams end up being. Uh, just outside of the top ten were Auburn at Cal, Boise State at Washington, uh, and then UCLA at San Diego State, and then San Diego State at Oregon State. So, but you're more that's where you're at. We're 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 not so much geared towards non-conference for the season. It's we are more so far more geared play, yeah. towards conference play. And hey, I, I'm okay with it. Let's try and let's all survive non-conference play. Set ourselves up to have a really fun conference slate. But that was interesting. Just looking through some of those uh, games and a early look at some of the fun non-conference games for the Pac-12 next year. Uh, let's get to the mail sack. Your questions welcome five zero three two five. 1080 sports non-sports will land you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's from next on the So he's leaving the light. All right, I want to get to my hero coming up, bottom of the hour. Sprite's got a villain. 
So that's coming up here in a little over 10 minutes. You keep teasing that, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I can't wait to talk about this story. Cannot wait. I'm going to get to it today, I promise you. Okay. I promise you that. I pledge that to the people. Okay. Uh, let's sack it up, though. we got a full sack today, boys. So no, oh. no, uh, no lollygagging. No jacking around over there, okay? Let's take care <laughs> of some business. Uh, mail sack question. You guys may not know yet, but has there been any talk of doing on location at a bar or something for the Final Four tournament like you used to pre-COVID? There is, and we cannot share yes, that yet. Yes, there has been talk. Oh. But uh, I would just say you could read tea leaves of certain things going on the air mm. on 1080 The Fan and maybe pick <laughs> up on what we're putting down. But <laughs> don't worry. We will share that information very soon. But, yes, there is a lot of conversation going on right now because we missed that. It hasn't happened since we do miss that uh, pre-COVID, and we're looking forward to it. And I think where we're potentially going this year is, and I mean this in no slight to the other great venues, the best one. Would be badass if we pull it off. It would be great. Now, would we be doing a live show, too? I don't know if our show yes. would be. Degenerates. Well, I'm giving yeah. it away. Stop it. Stop it. Degenerates never stop is what I would say. <laughs> People don't That's true. <laughs> that, yeah. But I don't necessarily know. Because there would need to be, from the uh, from the venue, they would have to have resources there to help us get Early set up. in the morning, yeah. And I don't know how okay. willing they are to. Give Jeff McGinley some Coke and let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, McGinley. Uh, mail sack question, bagels or croissants, and do you prefer sweet or savory toppings? Uh, uh, bagel. Savory. Bagel and savory. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. A good ham and cheese croissant, though. Yeah, it's is... tough to beat. Dude. Croissants are underrated. A bacon, egg, cheese, and cream cheese <laughs> bagel sandwich. Yeah, I You're go not bagel. beating that. I think bagel's the answer, but croissants are delicious. They're yeah, delightful. See, I, I, the bagel, though, I'm a sucker I'm more, for a bagel. I'm more lox, lox, cream cheese, that's red fine, onion. But that's a bagel. You're not doing I that understand. with a croissant. I'm. <laughs> And croissants get your fingers all oily and greasy. You gotta, and, I keep it in the bag. I just bite it out of the bag. I'm not a bag biter. Okay. Uh, we got a breakfast theme today. <laughs> that needs to be a drop. Uh, mail sack question. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Uh, French toast. No. I mean, play it, the game. That wasn't the game. Play the game. That's I'll go game. hungry. <laughs> Stop. You don't, you don't like game. pancakes or waffles? No. It's dough with syrup on it. Which <laughs> one are you picking? <laughs> play the game. No. Waffles. You go waffles. I I, and I love pancakes too, but I go waffles. Waffles, waffles yeah. is the answer yeah. there. Wait, are you a thick Belgium daddy? Thick. Or are you Give a me thin thick. Belgium? I like daddy. them thick. No, okay. no Lego Urego. No. Make them thick. Nice yeah, but thick. like I like the Roscoe's chicken and waffle type waffle. Oh like, God, chicken and waffles is so good. Oh God, you scared me for a second. Oh no, no, no! I'm a big no. Chicken and waffles is delightful. I'm used to <laughs> doing a podcast with somebody who hates good food, and so you scared me for a second. You were telling me chicken and waffles is gross. I'll never forget the first time I had chicken and waffles, and I just thought, why isn't this a bigger deal? Like, right. why, why, why don't more people eat? Ch it's chicken. It's waffles. <laughs> there's syrup. It's delight. Like this is great. Yeah, it's an unbelievable invention. Uh, speaking of basketball, did you see the possibility of a WNBA team returning to Portland? How do you guys feel about getting Sabrina back into the state of Oregon? I, I did think, see this. I think it'd be great. Portland is one of the destinations potentially. I think some of that comes with new ownership. I think if the Allen Estate is to sell, and I, I know Phil's been teased, but like if it's Phil Knight. Look, Phil Knight understands. College women's basketball is one of the bigger sports growing yeah. from a viewership the standpoint. The Final Four is coming here. Um, that it is. I I want it personally as a guy with two daughters, one of which plays basketball and is kind of starting to show signs of loving it. I I would love to go to WNBA games in the summer. I think it'd be great. 
Yeah, it's never made sense to me why that league has not made it. <laughs> uh, yeah. A specific, you know, like a demand. We need to get back into that market. If there's a market in this country that will support women's support sports, it is Portland. Yep. And I, it's, I don't get why they're. You look around some of the cities the WNBA is in, and I'm not saying some all the cities are horrible, but you're just like, really, you're there, but you're not in Portland, where we sell out like everything for a women's soccer league. Like, mm-hmm. what, what are we doing here? So yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Mail sack question: Is it okay to set up a trap for your neighbor's little annoying dog that keeps getting into into your backyard and crapping? Uh, only if it's a cute, fun trap, like a, a a box with a stick holding it up, and then yeah. like it collapses on him and he's under a box, like. Anything else? Absolutely yeah, don't, not. Don't injure the poor thing. Yeah. But I would just advocate if you have a neighbor dog that sneaks into your yard and craps, I would take, I would pick up the, the crap over the fence. Flip it over the fence. Yeah. Get a little shovel, pick it up, and fling it over the fence. It's really disgusting. I don't care where it lands. I don't care what it hits. Your dog's crapping in my yard. I'm throwing it back in your yard. Or sneak into his yard and crap in his yard. You very well could do that. I mean, it's the dream of a dog owner. Me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, just taking a dump on a guy's trowel. Dropping trowel, stealing his paper. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, (laughs) I had to go. A lot of coffee. Uh, Mail sack question, would you support a trade for Pat Beverly? Why would we want Pat Beverly? He doesn't. No, No, he doesn't solve He wouldn't work. Is he over six foot six? No. No, The answer is no. Like six one. Uh, Mail sack question, I'm working on my day off. Uh, Have you ever had a job that sucks so much that you appreciate your current job? That much more because of it. I don't have enough time to tell you all the jobs I've had that make me appreciate this job. <laughs> Every job I've ever had in my life makes me appreciate yeah. this job. Uh, yeah, I mean, you name it, I, I've done it and uh, didn't like it. So, hallelujah. God bless this thing. And now we don't have a real job, and it's it's pretty cool. Anytime I'm ever feeling down, frustrated, angry, you know, there's a lot of stuff you deal with behind the scenes in this industry. Oh, there's stuff in this industry that blow. I, I just try and take a brief moment and think to myself, this is what I do for work. <laughs> and, uh, that's kind of cool. So I should really stop complaining. Uh, Mail sack, I'm currently planning a three-week-long backpacking trip along the Pacific Crest Trail. Ooh. So I'm curious, what do you consider the most adventurous thing that you've ever done? First of all, my dad has this dream. He wants to walk wants the, to do uh, the, trail? the PCT. Okay. Uh, is that what the homies call it? That's <laughs> what he refers to it as. He wants to do it from Canada down to California because that's how far it goes. Okay. I heard there was a good... I think it was uh, in Mexico even. I think it goes all the way to Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a Reese Witherspoon movie that came yes. out of her like hiking the... Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, man. I got a noodle on this most adventurous thing that I've ever done. Yeah, this is going to sound really lame, but I'm not a big, like, I don't know if I have anything. I think my mind might be snorkeling in Hawaii. (laughs) That's the most adventurous thing. I'm trying to think of something more adventurous than that. I I guess you could put hiking in the category of snowshoed in the the Tacoma Mount Rainier Forest. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um White water rafting, maybe I for me. I did a lot of rafting. My yeah. dad rafted a lot uh, as I was growing up. I so. did that a couple of years ago during COVID. My brother-in-law or my my brother my brother got married, and his bachelor party. They came down to Oregon, and they we stayed in the Mount Hood Forest, and we went rafting on one of the rivers. That was fun, but it was wasn't like intense rafts. It oh, wasn't okay. anything crazy. Didn't know it no danger ever no felt big during rapids. the No, during I mean the there process. was a, oh. it was a couple okay ones and my, and my brother was getting married was trying to sink us. Like actively oh, no. throwing his body oh, weight to get the and I'm like, dude, I don't want to mess with this. I don't want to get in this water. It was ice cold. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. 
so probably that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really do anything. I'm now realizing. No, I don't do anything shoots, adventurous. Done the Clackamas River. Uh, we went one time. We were in a wedding up in Montana. Sister of the bride was a river guide, and oh. so we went up into. Uh, it was out outside of Kalispell. That's pretty badass. And so we went up there. She guided us. Uh, that was kind of the bridal parties deal. Would you classify getting super baked and kayaking on the Trillium Lake with a fishing line in the water as adventurous? No. No, I don't think no. I can come up with anything then. I drove to Phoenix, Arizona for a Final Four game. <laughs> that was actually sneaky. That was pretty, that was pretty I've adventurous. I've been snowmobiling up near Jackson. I, I've ATV'd yeah. in like Florence, Coos Bay. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Winchester Bay, Sand Lake. I've I've ridden ATVs. I, I don't know if I don't know if any of these classify. <laughs> no, we're not very. It's not backpacking by yourself on a trail for three weeks no. in the middle of nowhere. It's not that level. Yeah, I mean, I did a lot of adventurous, dumb things as a kid, but I don't really want to say any of those uh, over the air. I got um, drug on some weekend camping trips where you had to hike six, seven miles in. All you what they drug you with. <laughs> I, it was just it was Papa Swag taking his kids. The neighbors were going. It's not like Let's we go. had a choice. Howdy ho, neighbors! Time so to go. So you had to pack everything in. Oh, there was there was no drive-in little spots there with pre-made picnic tables. That's and real camping right there. That so, is not glamping. Yeah, there was a there's a lake up in the Mount Hood National Forest, Square Lake, just crystal clear. Absolutely, you but, went to a Square Lake. Yeah. It's pretty fitting. Last one. I thought you were going to tell me you did Molly. I thought you were saying you got drugged and then went, not like dragged. When I was nine? Well, I didn't know you were a kid when you started talking about this story. I will say, though, I'm always a big talker, and I largely never follow through. I've always wanted to go um, on, like, a, a, a two-night backpacking excursion where you walk to point Y, you set up, a, like, a makeshift little tent, with a little like cooking device that you start yeah. a little fire. I did all that crap as a kid, and I I, the minute I became an adult, and did <laughs> no, that. thank you, I'm out. No. Have like fun with good... have fun with that, Bob. Well, have I mean, I've I never like a good concierge. <laughs> <laughs> I like room service. Where's the local bar? Is it down the block? <laughs> exactly. Can I watch? They got a TV in there. They got the game on. All right, that works for me. You're not wrong. Uh, last one, Mailsack. What is your favorite Super Bowl novelty prop bet? Mine is easily. Easily the coin toss. I love betting the coin toss every single year. There's no better feeling than winning money before the game even kicks off. Uh, mine is probably, I mean, I love betting on the Gatorade fl- uh, color. That's always good because yep. you go team color, do you go non-team color. Remember when you were Kevin Dodd tried to give us the inside scoop on Gatorade color? And, right. he, and he was wrong. He was wrong, yeah. I'd put a lot of money on that, man. He called me off the air and yeah. was like, I'm telling you, I know the guy who knows the guy, and he knows the color. <laughs> the color's purple. And it wasn't purple. It was like no. green. No. Was that a Ravens Super Bowl? He thought it was purple? No, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. But I remember last year it was controversial. We bet the color... And the TV cameras never showed oh, they never it. Showed never it. showed it. And yeah. no, and everybody was pissed because nobody knew who won their bets. So was didn't. there no action on that, or was did it come no, out? No, so it know. came out. So there was a camera that didn't get shown on TV that showed it, 
and it was, I don't know, one of the colors, and people thought it was a different color, and it was controversy. <laughs> overall, though, my... dress blue or gold sort of thing. Mine is the overall. It's It's got to be the over-under of the national anthem. Yep. We okay. have a stopwatch that we use every year. It's always fun. And we hit it right when she starts, and then it's determining, is my clock as accurate as the one they're using in Vegas? Yeah, do they start with the start of the... Because sometimes there's a mu- there's music in the background, obviously. I think it's when she starts... Where when he or she starts oh, singing. Like once that... Oh, yep. okay. I That's think it's when, it when you start the clock. Uh, somebody said, no touchback, opening kickoff, a novelty bet. Currently a plus 160 that the opening kickoff gets returned. Those are decent odds. Plus 160's not bad. All right. So there you go. There's your mail sack for a Tuesday. That was good. Good full sack today, everybody. Well done. Good job. Good effort. Uh, let's get to a hero that I found, and I aspire to be like this man someday. We'll get to that. Sprague's got a villain in sports, and uh, that's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, I saw this over the weekend. It was too good to pass up. Had to bring it up on the show. One of my favorite traditions every year, and it happens probably three or four times a year, depending on where the number gets to. And I think we all enjoy this. We love doing it on sports radio. We love doing it in our personal lives. Not many things are more enjoyable than fantasizing about what would you do if you won the lottery? What would you buy? How would you spend your money? It's like a, it's like a rite of passage, right? Every time the, the mega millions gets high enough, it's always like, oh, who's, where's the ticket going to come from? What would you do? How would you spend your money? So whenever I get a good lottery story, I like to bring it up on the show. By the way, I who won the almost billion-dollar one we just had? Because I forgot to I buy tickets for that thing, and then I, did I just too. didn't hear about anybody winning it. I did, too. I, it, was, it wasn't me, because I wouldn't be here. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, there was a Euro Millions jackpot winner that passed away this past weekend. R.I.P. To our hero. Uh, what's his name? Colin Weir. Okay? That sounds like a famous comedian, isn't it? Isn't Colin? Is, yeah. Anyways, he died this weekend at the age of 71. He won, him and his wife, Christine, scooped the largest Scotland lottery winner in the history of their lottery, their Euro Millions jackpot. Back in 2011, they took home $161 million, or excuse me, a million pounds. So you translate that according to Google, that's roughly 200 million U.S. dollars. Okay, just to give you an an example of where we're at right now. Um, So that's how much they won. That was a record at the time back in 2011. He died at the age of 71. So you're going to what? He's probably 58, 59 years old, something like that. 
anyways, they have now, they've now kind of dug through some of the financials of what this guy was doing and how much he was left. Here's how he spent his money, and this is why he's he's my hero. Uh, First off, after about seven years after winning, him and his wife split, so that's always a sad end to that love story, but he splits his wife. He was living on a essentially multi-million dollar uh, uh, home on, on the beach in Scotland. In this, Why would you is, not? Right? Why would you not? Yeah. He was, according to records, burning through his fortune at a rate of 100,000 pounds per week. Wow. 100,000 pounds per week. Okay. Now, again, I think the translation of that is about a, roughly $120,000 a week. And there's a there's an expert in here that says, uh, you know, spending 120, spending that much money on a weekly basis, that takes a lot of effort. Yeah, you're trying to do that, <laughs> like, right? But here's what he did with his money, and this is this is what I love. So according to the, the Daily Record, by the time he passed away, his fortune had shrunk over 40 million dollars. He spent a ton of money through this time. Uh, he spent 40 million dollars, 40 million pounds in eight years. I keep saying dollars, pounds. He was a longtime cameraman. He was a TV guy. He splashed out money on cars. But here's what he did. His favorite football club over there in Scotland is Patrick Thistle. Now, I don't know. Does that like a ring a bell? I think it's a small level soccer club somewhere randomly over there, right? And the and name I, of the team is Patrick Patrick Thistle? Thistle. He pumped money into his favorite soccer club, Patrick Thistle. Now I kind of want to Google what this soccer club sure, is. This isn't a player. <laughs> no, it's not. So he pumped all this money into it, and basically what he wanted to do was he essentially took mm. pumped all this money in and upon his death he left his stake uh he donated it to the to the fans of the club so basically saying those who are living in this community right. will have a say in the stake of their the future own, of the soccer the green club green bay packers yes the own their own green bay packers he bought a 55% stake in the team a month before he died and then donated it to the fans so they could have a say in where the organization goes he filled his garage with you know vintage bentleys he was driving you know unbelievable cars he did leave a little bit uh for his children and for his family but not as much as, as some would have so this dude won the lottery basically at the age of 60 and tried to burn through every penny before the the, the day he died yeah so it's an interesting uh, uh, situation there where you get that money and you're like, yo, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to burn through most of it. I mean, he's 60. He's like, I, yeah, but if I had, maybe got 10 kids? years left to live. He had kids, He right? left some money for his kids. Okay. It says he, and he also is, I mean, it's a million dollar five bedroom seafront home that they're going to, they're going to get the rights to and sure. his, his garage of luxury cars that yeah. if they either want to drive okay. or sell. So his kids will be okay out of this deal. Yeah. I mean, look, this is, um, I commend a guy for living his life this way. I don't. I don't know if I get to a, a spot where I'm spending a hundred thousand dollars a week. I'd imagine I have a couple weeks like that though. Hundred thousand dollars a week. Well, Can you imagine you what it feels like to spend of, that much in a week. You know, <laughs> some no, sort of over the top. <laughs> I can't indulgent vacation or something. Well, of course you would. Yeah. Why not? I can't imagine what it's like to make a hundred thousand in a year. <laughs> you think I'm going to spend a hundred thousand in a week? I'd do one of those You'll vacations get, every you, three months. I would think you'd get used to it pretty quick. Like once the shock value wore down. Would you though? Like a <laughs> yeah. hundred thousand yeah. in a week? If you're not buying like ten cars, what do you? How are you spending yeah. that money? I I think no. I think it would be travel, access, that sort of thing. Like getting. I mean, remote. I'd eat at a gourmet restaurant could, probably every night. Well, you, you still could, wouldn't spend a hundred. No, thousand. no, you wouldn't. You could charter a giant yacht for a month and go <laughs> sit in the Car- Caribbean. Or sure, something. but he did it on an average of every week. So, like, you're naming things that you do, That's and true. then you're done doing it. What are you doing next? Like, there's. I should send these. Um, I got on some mailing list with the golf and stuff. There's this luxury cruise outfit that works in Europe that goes to like Scotland, Ireland, uh, throughout their 
and it's like just for like the smallest room for a one week cruise and you get like four or five rounds of golf going to these classic oh courses. it's a golfing cruise yeah oh man that would be incredible yeah. so just Come like on. the cheapest thing is gonna be for a week is probably gonna be eight or nine grand right let alone like the you know well and i wouldn't even buy that package i would buy my own yacht and just duplicate yeah. the trip on my own with my friends but instead that, of going with yeah. strangers on a golf trip exactly my wife asked maybe <laughs> the dumbest question she's ever asked me the other day she randomly, I think the lottery, I think I said the exact same thing to her. I was like, who, do you know who won the billion dollar lottery? Because they'd just gotten to that and then I didn't hear anything about it. And uh, she goes, no, I did. And she goes, if we won it, would you get a new house? Because we just moved like, yeah. like about a year ago. And I turned to her and I go, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. We have the coolest house of all time. I have a, I'd have an estate, man. We'd have, we'd have acres. We'd How have would you land. Not, you'd have multi. I mean, if you want that much money, you'd have multi. I mean, you would pick basically. I want one here. I want yes. one there. I want one there. Yes. I want one there, and I'd live in each one for like four months out of the year. It, it would be the most irresponsible thing I would do with my money. I'd have like six houses in six different locations. Yeah. You want to, you want to travel, and you want different places to stay. I want a high rise in Vietnam. <laughs> Anytime we need to go there, we got a place. <laughs> we won't go there often, but we can rent it out. I got a place in Hawaii. I got a place over here. I got an Oregon Coast house. Like I got a, a San Diego house, like you name it, I got it, cause I got a lot of money. I just, I love the thought, cause it's so like when you're thinking about what you would do if you won the lottery, we always view it through the prism of where we're at in our lives. Sure. And you and I are we're younger, right? So if you won, like I, you wouldn't want to burn through this much money, because I would hopefully want this money to last for the rest Man. of my life, which is hopefully a long time. So we view it differently. There's something about winning it though. Like this guy was, I, it sounds like near retirement. Like he worked his entire life. He's basically 60. He wins. By that time, I would assume his kids are fully grown. So it's not yeah. like you're putting kids through college. No, like no, they no, probably no. have You're careers. Like, a little bit. So he's six years old. I'm like, dude, just I just like, brought home right. $190 million. Here's, like, <laughs> here's $10 million for you. Let's go, baby. Well, think about it, too. Like, he died at 71. Yeah. That had to have been the greatest Without last it. 10 oh, yeah. years, maybe in human history. <laughs> Without Nobody won Powerball history. last night. So Ooh. this Wednesday, $653 million bucks is the jackpot so, title. Am okay. I wrong? Wasn't there one that was just like a Yeah, it was Mega Millions. It was like one. Do you, don't, do you know? No. Because I know the last billion plus one that we almost got to two billion, right? It we was did, one yeah. person won it. The I forget thing. what state. But I think it, it was in California. I think. One person won yeah. it. Um, it was $1.348 billion. The last, the previous one? E, no, the one that, yeah, that was the last one. So it, that was Friday, January 13th. The winner came from there. Okay. Does it say what state? Uh, it's always California, Pennsylvania, Florida. Like, it's... It, Pisses me off. I got more people than we do, ma'am. Somebody said I would punch, uh, punch, pump so much money into uh, Oregon State NIL. Uncle Phil would be ashamed. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. If I got a Billy, isn't that great? Though? I like, would do. You imagine buy like that would be the equivalent. I don't know. It probably wouldn't work in American professional sports, but buying a chunk of the like forty percent of the Blazers and leaving yeah. it to a certain like percentage of the community to have oh, there was one winner from maine the state of maine maine that's the winner from yep. maine somebody in portland maine won it of course uh, of course the wrong the portland you just i would do that like you imagine being able to buy 30 no. percent of the blazers Stop. why or do just, you do this or sign every nil no. prospect no i'd go to every five-star recruit in the country and just say here's five million dollars will you come to yeah Oregon, what, what's that what's the miami guy ruiz, <laughs> ruiz. john yeah. ruiz i would be a dirtier version of him <laughs> Pilot, <laughs> pilots hands. are getting to an ncaa tournament baby <laughs>
What do, what do you need? Legs? Uncle, Uncle Swag's here, baby. I'm ready to buy some recruits. Let's do this thing. Uh, somebody said, that is a lot of gambling and whores. <laughs> somebody said, that's a lot of hookers. Dude, I mean, look, he, he left his wife. They they split, so, you know. That's well, how that's the other thing is, like, he won this at 60, got divorced. They were married for 38 years. Well, maybe that marriage really was kind of at the end, and he just happened to win it, is what I'm going to tell myself. Or he fell in love with hookers because he had $100 million Or, to spend. yeah, he had a lot of money, <laughs> and he had office space guy. What do you do with a million dollars? Two chicks at the same time, man. I mean. Like, that's kind of what it sounds like he did. Hey, we had a great run. You can't just stay married and say, yo, let me have, let me have like, a year of fun. When uh, I say the word Scottish escorts, what do you picture? A one-legged woman <laughs> with a sick accent and wicked things that she does with her mouth. Somebody said to think of how much he was blowing through that money and how much he still has left. It's crazy. If you have an, an accountant with a good interest, you can yeah. keep making money. I mean, that is the smart thing to do. No doubt about well, it. Well, you invest a decent chunk of that, but like the idea of what we're all talking about is still... Like just easily obtainable. The thought of like I'm near I have maybe ten years left to live. I have over a hundred million dollars to spend and I'm going out guns blazing. Is there anybody That's else the that dream. is doing this? I'm picturing now a Scottish hooker in a bar with a peg leg <laughs> drinking JMO. Why am I doing that? I got yeah, I got that in my what mind. What is that? Why am I doing that in my mind? Like that's their version of prostitution. <laughs> I love it. So this guy was my hero. That's the way to go down, man. Guns a blazing, blowing a hundred million dollars in ten years, and uh, he bought a, bought his favorite soccer club over in Scotland and and left it to the community. So it's a, it's a happy ending there. Won uh, a lot of money, don't you know? Is that Canadian? Did you go Canadian on me? I don't know what that was. That was kind of Canadian. Well, I was afraid it was Canadian. That was a little Canadian. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A little Canadian. We all have those moments. We all do. We're all bad Don't at accents. Judge me. That's how we roll, baby. Uh, let's wrap it up uh, with Sprague's villain, and uh, that's it. We'll, we'll close it up there next. On the a couple of great texts here at the Pan Text Line. Somebody said, uh, don't forget about the amount of booze and cocaine that would go with the gambling and the whores. This is true. It becomes an expensive habit. It's a good way to burn through 100K in a week. <laughs> Somebody asked the question, can't you buy the entire state of Maine for a billion dollars? And now I'm wondering, could you? I think you probably could. Wasn't Trump trying to buy Greenland? I think he did try and buy Greenland for a minute. Yeah, That would have been one of the more wild purchases <laughs> in the world's history. We're now, yeah, Greenland's now us. Like, we just bought another country. How does that work? Like, if could if you went to a state, like, hey, I'll, I'll settle all of your debts. Here's a billion dollars. Now I run everything. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> you don't think they would do? I, I'm I, the president of everybody. I don't now. think that's enough these days. <laughs> a billy to buy my main. No. What would be the cheapest state to buy? Oh, it'd easily be a Dakota. Well, they got a lot of oil in the Dakotas, though. Okay, not a lot north, of people, but there's a lot of a lot of oil. Maybe Wyoming. At least in one of the Dakotas, there's a lot of oil. Yeah, but Wyoming has Jackson Hole. It does. They've well, got, see, South uh, Dakota has national parks. Yeah, it that's does. true. So maybe North Dakota is the cheapest. North Dakota, you know what? We're Wyoming. Yeah, I, may, I know the historical relevance, but like, <laughs> there's not a more relevant state than Delaware. Delaware is about as low as you can. I get. mean, nobody no. talks about Delaware. Well, and that's ever. the thing. Would it be one of those really like Rhode Island, just because it's yeah. so small? Like Maine's I don't relatively know what the big. Real estate, yeah, Maine's yeah. big. Like Vermont, New Hampshire, <laughs> you might be able to get away with. <laughs> just the thought of like showing up in Delaware. Like, hey, how much? Well, I mean, of all the places, charge. imagine you're like, you get back from vacation, go, hey, what'd you go do? I went to Delaware. Why? 
I just went to Delaware. Delaware. West Virginia, maybe? Yeah, West Virginia. Maybe now the cheapest. Coal's on the way out. You know, they don't have a lot going for them there in West Virginia. I know. They're going to bring the clean coal back Ah, in. clean coal. That's yeah. the thing. Gotcha. You washed the coal. You wash it. Okay. They scrubbed it clean. Yeah. And now it's healthy for you to breathe that in. There you go. It's the clean coal. How about this badass? This is like a, a play on our, our uh, uh, Amazon show, Nazi Hunters. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, I would go hunt ivory poachers in Africa oh. if you won that much money. Dude. Underrated, get, yeah. get a little unit, a little outfit. You're flying in, taking out some poachers. That's kind of a badass thing to want to do. See what's happening at the Dallas Zoo? No. Two monkeys got stolen. They had a condor murdered. And then they also had a cheetah escape. So Whoa. people think there's some stuff going on with people around the Dallas Zoo. Right uh, who's your new villain in sports? I left you 90 seconds. Why are you teasing this? What are you talking about? You said yesterday you found a new villain in sports. I said, I found my hero, and you were like, well, I got a new villain in sports. And I was like, I wonder who that is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if this is controversial. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are a villain. Ooh. I think they're an unlikable team. That plays well for tomorrow, because where's Portland tomorrow? Right. In Memphis. Are they? I think so. Yes, they are. Look I didn't that. see the schedule. Synergy. How about that? Yeah, I think I think they're doing a good job of... We haven't done it, but we're acting like we've done it. Thing. Ooh, okay. And I don't think people like that. I like. It. I'm gonna it's put like that in the question. Yeah. You, you know, I don't. I don't even know if they've won a game since the Shannon Sharp thing. Really? They went into the crapper after that game. Not real. Uh, Anthony said Nebraska would be it. Idaho was suggested. Idaho, Mississippi, or one. Arkansas. Idaho's a good one. Idaho's pretty. Good. Idaho's got Sun Valley and Coeur d'Alene. There's some expensive property. Yeah, in there. yeah. It's also. It's still Idaho. Idaho. So we can do without potatoes. I think we'll be all right. All right, there you go. Good little show. If you missed it, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. At Turton Sprague and at 1080thefan on Twitter. Uh, we had Sean Heitken on, so uh, talk some blazes with him. We'll tweet that out as well as soon as we are done. Thanks for being a part of our Tuesday, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080thefan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 